Blog Talk Radio. Please stay tuned for Brandon's Buzz. I'm Joan Van Ark, and the buzz is hot. So if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it. Baby, when you live on a street of dreams. Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon's Buzz. It's a place to be. Hey, this is Peggy Scott Adams, and guess what? I am buzzing with my man, Brandon on Brandon Buzz. This is Michael Brainerd on Brandon's Buzz. Are you buzzed? This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, and welcome to Brandon's Buzz. It's uh, Friday, May 15th, 2009. It's 11.30 here in Texas, 12.30 in the east, 9.30 out west, and I've got a double header this morning. Uh, in about an hour, I'm on the air with Olita Adams, the legendary R&B singer, and I'm looking forward to that, and I have a great show right now with a great guy. You know, he started out as a New York actor, but quickly came to understand that that wasn't the box he truly belonged in. So he switched coasts, took a job running the front desk at an L.A. talent agency, a move that forever set him on his proper path. When he brought legendary soap stars Ellen Wheeler and Ken Schreiner back to daytime to star opposite the then-white-hot Kimberlyn Brown on The Bold and the Beautiful some 14 years ago, he became the go-to manager for those looking to break into or break back into the soap industry, and today he remains the best-known and, in some circles, most feared man on that beat, with a client list which reads like a veritable who's who among daytime's elite. Regarded as much for his brutally honest opinions as he is for his obvious passion for the genre he has always loved, it's a genuine honor to welcome this man to the buzz today for a discussion of the just-released Daytime Emmy nominations, as well as the devastating cancellation of Guiding Light and whatever else crosses our minds during the course of our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome to my show the brilliant, the engaging, the fiercely opinionated Michael Bruno. Well, Brandon, uh, where do I send the check for that intro? <laughs> I've never had a good intro like that. <laughs> can you email that to Brian Franz for me? I certainly can. Give me... Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad to be here and to talk with you. Thank you for the invite. It's it's a, a great thrill to have you here. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, and it's long been a dream of mine to have a conversation with you, and I'm glad I finally get to make it a reality. So thanks for thanks for playing along with me today. Definitely. Thank you. So let's dive right in. You know, the Emmy nominations were announced yesterday. Um, uh, you know, my, looking at the list, my initial gut reaction, particularly in Outstanding Drama Series, was that some of these nominations were just picked out of a hat. Um, I guess if you, if you look closer at the nominations, they're not quite so surprising, but, but uh, you, there are some definite surprises here. What do you think about the drama nominees? We've got All My oh, Children, we've got Days of Our Lives, we've got Bold and the Beautiful. That's probably yeah, the, three of the three of the shakiest shows from last year. Actually, um, I ended up um, voting for best show. Okay. So I have the inside word on this. The top two that I thought it was was All My Children and Bold and the Beautiful. Really? So, um, yeah. My feel is that All My Children is going to win. Um, and let me give you a brief, uh, if I can remember, uh, just a little bit of each one which was submitted. What people have to remember in these, in um, – the way the voting goes, they are very clear about you are voting on the episode you are seeing. Okay. So you've kind of got to do the blackboard of erasing, you know, clean gotcha. slate, 
Gotcha. And, you know, because we all know, oh, Young and the Restless is really great all the time for the most part. General's usually really good, et cetera, et cetera. You've got to get all that out of there. And then you've got to concentrate on what the execs of those shows have submitted as their best work over the course of that year. Yeah. And that's how I did it. In regards to that, that is why I picked All My Children and Bold and the Beautiful. Gotcha. Um, the reason I'm I think All My Children is going to win is because they did something which is what I was looking for in each of these shows. And that is, and this is the way I go to it, it's not about the you know, technical stuff, et cetera, et cetera. All I need is some kind of raw, emotional, honest beat that pulls me in and gives me some kind of reaction. And I'm hoping the reaction is, oh, my God, that's really good soap. That's why wow. they're in this. And all my children did that. And the scene that they did, they did the tornado, and it was executed beautifully in the sense of technical. Um, and the fact that it's a New York show and they have less money, that was kind of in the back of my head as well. But once again, if I didn't see an emotional scene that drew me in, it wouldn't have re you know, gone to the top for me. Exactly. The scene was just heartbreaking and wonderful. I remember seeing the air show of this, and it was with Amanda Baker um, – playing uh, Babe. and Babe's death. That's exactly yeah. what I figured they would submit. Yeah, and it was very smart because it's the realization that her son is dying under her and, uh, you know, uh, Jacob and Bobby and everybody is trying to get her out and Debbie. And she says, um, you know, uh, don't save me. You have yeah. to save my child. And she was great. She was so great that you kind of went in that moment when I had seen it air, well, now we like her. Why are you getting rid of her? But that is the reason that All My Children will most likely win uh, for Best Show. Wow. In regards to Bold and the Beautiful, which was my second choice, it was the suicide. Storm of, suicide, yeah. Yeah, of my guy, Will DeVry. Um, they did back-to-back -back episodes, which they were allowed to do because for a half hour, and it's the only half-hour show you could do. Mm -hmm. about, you could do. You didn't have to do back-to-back. -back. They could have done just one half hour, or yeah. they could have done a half hour of one show and then the, you know, a show that aired three months later. They decided to do a back-to-back -back episode. I liked the first one better, um, but it was very well-directed, um, very well-acted, and um, it was heartbreaking, you know, and it was done very, very well. The scene that I remember in that, there's two scenes. Uh, something they did very smartly, once again, touching your heart, was that Will is looking at pictures of the girls um, when he's sitting on the hospital bed contemplating killing himself. And they actually, I remember Jennifer calling me, Jennifer Garrison's mine, and going, they want me to find a picture from when I was a kid. And so they really wanted real pictures of her and of Catherine when they were young girls and of Heather. And so you, you're seeing those girls in the pictures, and then they dissolve into, you know, young actors, you know, mm -hmm. kids playing, you know, I guess, Ring Around the Rosie or something. And they did it very, very well. And, you know, he comes out of that, and the, really, Catherine was great. Um, you know, who d never gets a break in these any nomination. <laughs> I love Catherine. And uh, it was just really great. I just remember the scene of, you know, she argues with him. She goes back because Katie's in the bed dying and needs the heart. And all of a sudden you hear the gunshot. And they just did this wonderful scene where it was in slow-mo as Catherine is running through the hospital corridor to, to open the door and find him. And 
it was wonderful because they really paid for extras, which none of these shows can do anymore. <laughs> so there was a realness of her really pushing people out of the way, and it was in slow motion. It was great. And that is why Bold and the Beautiful is there. So that's that one. Days of Our Lives, I thought, gave their best shot, and it was when Ed Scott was still running the show. And it was the um, the plane crash. Yeah, it was the yeah. plane crash. And for the most part, it was great. The only problem I had with it was the fact of uh, just in the sense of they're all wearing these masks and it's harder to see their faces, but they were going for the reality of it, you know, their oxygen yeah. masks, et cetera. So that was on my list. It was not my third, but I could understand, uh, you know, Ed did a wonderful job with that show, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the younger kids uh, getting nominations for there. But briefly, the other ones, if I can just remember what people submitted, um, One Life to Live, Live did Ty's um, thing where he, they were doing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as who's Shane McGrath, was that the last name? Uh, Shane Morosco's father. You're they, kidding. Yeah, that's what they submitted for there. Um, I put that for high marks. I think that people thought there were other better was better stuff for them to submit, but I understand why they submitted that, <clears throat> and that was in there. Uh, why didn't they? Why didn't they do the hostage standoff? I'm not sure. You know, look. In looking at these, when I saw all of these shows, I kind of went, "This is it. This is what you're giving me. This is what <laughs> I think is the best." So there was a lot of, you know, all my children in B and B were on the top. But I got to tell you, for the most part, it wasn't. Oh wow, look at this yeah. show. I was actually kind of disappointed going yeah i know you've done better than this and exactly. is this it but a lot of those decisions go into you know yeah that was more technically it looked good etc cetera, etc cetera. it was something different it was you know and the thing is is that you want kind of a compact show that you know is self-explanatory etc cetera, etc cetera. they think that helps as well so that was one life general it was terrible and um and I'm a big fan of General Hospital and everybody over there. And they made a wrong decision. They did the um, shooting of Michael. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't really want to go into why it was one of my lower ones, but it wasn't great. And I know they've okay. had better stuff. That was that one. Shockingly Young and the Restless, I was very surprised that they picked the um, Paris show, which nothing happens. Okay. So there was no dramatic moment in there. Um, certainly I thought the stuff with Sabrina when, you know, I don't watch the shows as much as I used to anymore, but when I catch them, there was great stuff when Sabrina, and I think that would have fallen in, you know, fallen into mm -hmm. what they could have submitted. Um, and they didn't submit it. It was the Paris show. And I was like, okay, wow. you have more money than everybody else. And you shot in Paris and okay, <laughs> you're on the bottom of the rung here. And it's unfortunate because they, you know, they're on an upswing. I mean, Maria and Paul are doing a great job. So once again, I was surprised going, okay, why did you submit that one? I can think that someone's going, oh, it was so beautiful in Paris. We got out of the studio. Okay, you don't have to get out of the studio. Give me an emotional moment where I'm drawn into your show. So that was that one. Guiding Light did Reva's and Josh's wedding. Okay. Um, and flashing back to when they originally were married, and I guess they were doing the wedding of, like, they were doing the movie yeah. of Josh and yeah. uh, Reva getting married. I thought they did a good job with that. Um, I thought it was, you know, that was up there. You know, it was in the middle of the pack. And then as the world turns, I actually liked also, they did a compact show of, I think it was Valentine's Day. 
And I just saw Martha yesterday, Martha Burnham. We'll talk about that later. She starts filming General Hospital today as we speak. Excellent. But I thought it was very ironic that the uh, show that they picked, I think, was from last year's Valentine's Day, um, where they basically did like four little uh, scenes of four scenes of couples if they didn't meet. What would have happened if they didn't meet or if if things didn't work out the way it was supposed to? And they started with Martha and John, where Martha actually dies from being injected in the hospital by that day player or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they show um, how the kids, you know, they do the whole Mr. Mom thing that Holden can't make pancakes now. How do I make pancakes? <laughs> you know, but they show Martha come. And uh, I was telling this to her yesterday, how beautiful it was and well-written um, and really a shame that she's not on that show anymore because she really was the heart of that show and she has this moment with her daughter just saying um you know you need to love yourself because there's someone out there who really loves you you haven't met him yet you know and it was just lovely lovely stuff and they did a great thing i thought with um uh, the two boys, uh, uh, Luke and uh, Noah, I thought it was very well done with the um, he's supposedly in the Navy and they happen to meet in New York and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and it was very nice and very, very well done. So that was in there. You know, that was in the pack, too. So who else? And then did I miss anybody? Is that everybody? I think that's everybody. Yeah. Why yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. But it will be all my children, I think. I mean, what do well, I know? But I, I well, you know, it will be all my children. Uh, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, the Babe's Death episode, the plane crash episode, and the Storm Suicide episode. You know, taken alone, those were just as powerful and strong as anything that that Y and R and One Life had to submit. I mean, you know, if you just if you take them just by themselves, they well, can stand up with anybody. That's why. I mean, you, you most what you would want to do from a producer standpoint is you want to usually do an event show because it's a bigger show. It's a show that has usually, you know, climaxes to it, uh, and that, you know, and you want to show off your best stuff, you know. And so I was surprised. I mean, and and you can look at it in those fall. The other ones kind of fall on that too. I mean, Reva's uh, and Josh's the movie. You know, that's something. You know, that's kind of an event. Yeah. Um, and Y and R going to Paris is an event, but it doesn't have the dramatic weight. Exactly. Of the other ones. There's not life and death, and I think life and death usually pushes people you know, to vote for it more. Exactly. If done correctly. So that was that. Excellent. We'll see. Yes. Lead actress, we got Debbie Morgan, we got Maura West, we got Susan Flannery, Susan Haskell, Jeannie Cooper. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's funny that Susan Haskell wasn't a lead actress in 2008, but she, I imagine she put together a reel that made her seem like a lead actress. And, you know, if she submitted what I think she should have submitted, I don't think that anybody can beat her. I don't know what you think. Well, um, I guess, and I think I should say this as well. I have not seen any of these people what they submitted. Okay. So we're kind of on, you know, going now with if they kind of submitted this when she realized exactly. that she he seduced her and she and I almost said Roger Trevor was still the her rapist or you know whoever Todd, you know that's probably when she goes nuts and holding the gun. I would assume that's what she submitted. Um, you know, but who knows? You know, people are very weird about these tapes and what they submit. I had clients, I had a lot of people pre-nominated, and I tried to say to them, and I can only say to a certain few, and I have to say it a certain way. I said, give me the top five that you like, and then go away. Don't tell me which ones you like in it. I know it's obviously these five, but let me look at it with a clean slate the way all these judges look at it, because you don't see it the way we see it. 
and you know some people didn't listen and they're not on the ballot but you know whatever I think that's had to be why Susan was there because there's been nothing for Susan I think she's you know you know, I think the character is actually boring, and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I was surprised actually that she was on there. I'm happy for her. I like the old Marty from 20 years ago. Exactly. But exactly. I do think in that powerhouse scene, she delivers it. She delivers it. Uh, and there, there was also the episode where Taya destroyed her on the stand, and there was the episode where Nora and Marty were sitting on the floor in the hospital, kind of hashing out exactly what all happened. And you know, those those scenes were electrifying. I mean, they yeah. really were. And I gotta say, you know, it's not the old days where I watch these shows every single day. You know, um, it's now I'm catching glimpses here and there, or if, you know, Brandon or somebody will say, "Will you will you watch the show today? It's going to be pretty good." Or if I know someone's starting, like when Ricky and Beth were starting, I was on it more. Now I'll be watching for Martha, you know, and so I'll tune into General more with Wes Ramsey. Now I'm really watching for Wes. You know what I mean? So I, I watch some of them a little bit more than the others, but nothing the way I used to watching them. I, I don't have the strength to exactly. anymore. But I'm happy for Debbie uh, Morgan. I love Debbie. She was my co-star for, on Soap Star for exactly, three yeah. years. And it's great for Debbie. Now they need to give her a storyline on that show. You bet. <laughs> um, a storyline that's worthy of her talent. Exactly. Uh, you know, Susan delivers. Susan makes me laugh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's the same old thing, bullying Brooke, probably. Um, you know, and Jeannie's fine. Um, Maura, I think, is, you know, look, they're all great. I Absolutely. Like, I, I, without seeing anything, I would think that Debbie has a really good shot. I think Debbie Morgan might win. That'll be my prediction. So we'll see. What does Laura Wright have to do to get an Emmy nomination? I was really you know rooting for her this year. You know said that to me yesterday? You know who said that to me? Beth Ellers just said to me. That's exactly her quote. You know, I was certain that she had the material this year with the miscarriage and with Michael's shooting. I was certain. I and will say this off the record, and this is not just about Laura, and it, it may not pertain to Laura. When people see these ballots and they go, I don't understand why Jeannie's not on it. Where's Maurice? Where's Catherine? Where's whoever? Where's Laura? Where's, you know, whoever? Where's yeah. Erica Slezak? Where's the ones that I like that's, that are great, et cetera, et cetera? It's very... Still, a popularity contest to get the nomination from the show. For example, let's say you're on one of these shows, and this the higher-ups, even though there's 35 people in the cast, act as if there's only four in the cast that matter. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not one of those four, and why would I throw my vote for that person? That is why you don't see certain people on the list. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that has nothing to do with Laura. I mean, it could be that there, you know, she wasn't on, I don't even know if she was on the preliminary ballot. But the other thing is, too, is that once they're on the ballot, you know what I mean? So you have uh, the two from each show, and that's Mm -hmm. the way it is. Then there becomes, um, you know, uh, it helps if you're on another show. It helped my Julie Pinson, I think, that she had friends at Days, that she had friends at As the World Turns now, that she, you know, had, was at Y&R, and she had some, a few friends at General, Tamara Braun, you know, being on all three exactly. you know, networks or whatever, or three shows. You know, so that always helps. I think it helps Peter Bergman. I think it helps, you know, when you used to see Ian Buchanan nominated. Because also, I think the difference of getting on the main ballot is by a few votes. 
you know, I don't think there's 65 vote difference. You know, if you're looking at Debbie Morris, Susan, and Susan and Jeannie, I mm-hmm. think the next person on there maybe was three less votes. You know what I mean? So it's not like 25 less. Wow. So it, it, that's the thing is that I think that it's very small numbers as to who would the next one be on the list. So there you go. And lead actor, we've got Torsten Kay, we've got Peter Reckel, Tony Geary, Danny Cosgrove, Christian LeBlanc. You know, Peter Reckel seems like a surprise inclusion, but he's one of those guys who's been around forever, and he's so dependably solid at what he does, kind of like John Hensley and Doug Davidson and Robert Newman. You know, they all started around the same time, and they're, they're so good at, at not quite the histrionics and not the emoting, but just the good, solid human interaction and drama. That you, It's almost easy to forget how good they really are. Well, it's also, you know, uh, Peter falls into, and those names that you mentioned, for the most part, they're the good guys. And the writers don't want to write the good guys. They, they want to write bad girls and bad boys. They make it more interesting. You know, they drive the story, et cetera, et cetera. It's very hard to be a hero uh, and bring life to it and not be boring. I'm, I'm very happy for Peter. I'm happy for Days of Our Lives. You know, this is all Ed Scott getting all these people, you know, into a place where they could be nominated. So that's exactly. wonderful. Um, it's, you know, lead actor, you know, I'm not thrilled about, you know, I could care less about any of these people. I'm not ecstatic. I would think Torsten's going to probably win. Um, but who knows? I mean, Christian knows how to pick these tapes. And once again, I haven't seen these. But it's nice to see Danny Cosgrove in there. Um it would be great if Peter would win. I think that would be the upset, and that, you know that might be great. But I, I would think it's going to be Torsten. But once again, we don't know what they've chose. Exactly. Who do you think would win on that one? Well, uh, you have to imagine that if Christian LeBlanc submitted the It's a Wonderful Life episode, that he's a shoe-in. I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody beating that. But, but well, you know, I, what then, as you say that, think again about what I'm talking about. People go, you know what? Christian's won this thing. Let's give it to somebody that's, else. That's true. And, I mean, Tony Geary's won how many? Six? Exactly. So that um, does come into play. I mean, we all try to be fair. But if there's a toss-up, do you know what I mean? You kind of go, you know what, Christian's had, had two or how many he's had. You know, and it's no slight on him. But, you know, maybe Torsten should get one or Peter exactly. or whoever. And, you know, Torsten's been great for years and years. So Yeah. And, and not, really, not really been given his, his proper due in terms, of, in terms of how good he's been, I think. Yeah, and Torsten plays a good hero too, and he doesn't exactly. overact. I could see him, I could see him pulling it out. We'll see. I think it's going to be a sweep for all my children. That's easy to say when you look numbers-wise that they have the most, therefore, more, you know, they're most likely yeah. to be uh, picked. But I do think that all my children has some good, you know, stuff as do other people. So supporting actress, I was very. Um, happy about uh, Julie uh, Pinson you know I think everybody knows who knows me that Julie was one of the first clients that I've ever discovered 15 or 16 years ago she came into the agency and I just saw this girl and went you're so strong <laughs> you know, and I was so happy for her and how I, great to see her recognized after years of solid interesting work on shows that never seemed to recognize how to best utilize her talent yeah and the thing is is that even with this you know uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for about 4,000 things I'm saying as usual. But, <laughs> you know, she wasn't a slam dunk for us, the world turns. And I immediately said to Chris, it's Pinson, it's Pinson, it's Pinson. And he's like, I don't know, I'm not sure, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he finally said, yeah, and it's been a match made in heaven, similar to Austin over there, too. Uh, my mm-hmm. Austin's been a match. But with Julie, you know, 
I think it's wonderful for Julie there because Julie really got to finally act. She didn't have to be a replacement. I think she was always looking over her shoulder uh, as, um, you know, Billy over at uh, Days. And exactly. And, you know, even though, even though Lisa Rinna is not one of the great actresses of all time, she was, she was so identifiable with that character that it was hard for somebody else to step in. Yeah, and the other No matter how good they are. Yeah, and the other thing I was about to say about that is that she couldn't win going into a triangle with Christian and Peter. She just wasn't, wasn't going to win, you know, not her, Julie, but, you know, the character of Billy. And it's unfortunate because when they were going to let her go, I said, this is such a mistake. You're bringing Sean Christian on. Sean should be with her, you know, and Billy's a great character. But you know what? It's their loss. And she went where she's supposed to go, and she's doing the best work she's ever done, and she's so happy there. And people really like Julie. You know, she's very similar to Janet in a sense of, you know, she is what she is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's grown enormously since she came out of that elevator as Eve where I had to close my eyes at Fort Charles. (laughs) But, uh, you know, she's my girl. I mean, she's like my sister. She's, you know, and I think people know that. But I'm very excited about her. I'm excited about Melissa Claire Egan. I think she's done great. Absolutely. I'm really happy for her. I don't know, you know, I know all these people, but I don't know her. I'm not friends with Melissa, but I was excited to see her there. Uh, I think Tamara's going to win. Uh, her stuff on Days was great, brilliant, women, you know, woman on the edge. Uh-huh. I would think Tamara would win. My problem with Alicia and Brie, and I know both of them and like both of them very much, and this is just me, um, once again, in the voting, people might say, wait a second, Alicia and Brie are the stars of their shows. They especially, are not supporting Alicia, actors. especially Alicia. Yeah, they're not supporting actors. You know, they're not. They're the leads of their show. So then you kind of go, once again, maybe this is just me. Um, you know, wait, that's not, not, that's not fair. They should have put themselves in lead. You know, let's give the supporting actress Emmy to a supporting actress. So who knows? Who knows who's going to win? I, I, my money's on Tamara. But <clears throat> once again, with what I'm talking about of doing, uh, you know, different shows, uh, you yeah. know, they have more friends, et cetera. And I thought she was great. I mean, who do you think would win that one? Uh, you know what? I really like Julie. I really like Melissa. It's, you know, it's, I, I think it's going to be a, a, maybe a five-way tie, and whoever, you know, comes up with the... I think this is the most exciting. It's like the, Absolutely. the Oscars. It's always supporting actors. is interesting, and you know what I mean? This is the one that I'm, I would love to see who wins this, because I think it would be great for any of them. That's the one that I'm excited about, I'm, you know, so... We'll I think see. Melissa is the most exciting crazy girl since Cynthia Watros, and so I, oh, yeah. I, think, I think it would be great to see her win. It would be great for her. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, look, she has the material. I think Tamara's a little bit more subtle in her work, and I could, and uh, she's a dynamite actress, as all these girls are. I think Brie is so grown, and I love Alicia. You know? And once again, we don't know what they submitted. Absolutely. You know? um, so we'll see. And still no Kathy Breyer. What does she have to do? I will tell you that someone, one of my clients, and I won't name who, um, they don't know, they don't know everybody on these other shows. And I said, oh, how was so, you know, how was whatever they were doing? And they did supporting actors. And they said, this was yesterday. Someone said this to me. Um, they said, there's some girl that was holding Erica, Erica Slezak hostage, but she was very over the top. Now that's his or her opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, and but you know, people do take this very seriously when they're watching it, you know, and voting. Because if you vote, you are asking to 
you know, vote. It's not shoved down your throat. Like, you've got to vote for people, and then you kind of do it, you know, half-assed. So, you know, maybe that, maybe, um, I almost said Marcy, maybe Kathy chose the wrong scene. You know, who knows? I don't know. I like her. So who knows? Now, supporting actor. Uh, yeah, we've got Vince Irizarry, we've got Jacob Young, Van Hansis, Bradford Anderson, Jeff Branson. I really like Jeff Branson on Guiding Light. I think he and Kim Zimmer are a match made in acting heaven, and I think he and Gina are magical together. I, yeah, I, I mean, really like I would, him. Uh, without seeing it, I would vote for Jeff Branson. I, I would think Jeff might win. Once again, he has friends at All My Children, but he's also very good, very real, not your dead-on soap guy. He's the one. He's the one that I would think would win. Once again, I don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not a huge Spinelli fan, which I'm sure people would be <laughs> upset about. It's nice to see him on there. You know what's, you know what's so funny is he doesn't have a storyline of his own at all, but he's on that show all the time. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> anyway, Van, I think, is capable and has only gotten better and better. I'd love, you know, what, I don't know what scenes he submitted. I like him. I'm friends with Jacob. I like Jacob. Jacob had to do this stuff with the tornado where she's dying. And, um, you know, and I think Vincent's good, too. I don't have a problem with any of them, really. But I do Absolutely. think it's Jeff, Br- I, I, I think it's Jeff Branson. And what happened to Will DeVry? Why is he not here? Once Those last scenes he had were just powerful and terrific. And Will is mine. And uh, I was hoping Will had a chance at it. He, him and Julie were the ones in my head that I thought had a shot at getting on the ballot. Um, I feel also that what happens is they're off the show. They're off the show and people are voting and maybe people go, yeah, I like them, but let's give it to somebody who's still on the show. Who knows? You know, you don't know how people are voting. Um, So that could be a reason. So that is that. And then what else do we have here? Uh, Younger actors, we've got Meredith Hagner from World Turns, Rachel Melvin, Kirsten Storms finally made it in. Uh, Julie Berman, Emily O'Brien from Young and the Restless. Yeah, I was happy to, uh, for Meredith. Um, I don't know her, but you know she plays Julie's daughter. I was happy mm-hmm. to see her. I'm very, very happy in general about how well Days of Our Lives did uh, getting on this ballot. It's, it's a turn, and it started last year. I think Teo and uh, my Judy Evans got on it um, because they were never considered. Days of Our Lives was in the passions category of, oh, no. <laughs> We'll give them a Soap Digest Award, if yeah. back, but they're not going to get Emmys. And that's now changed, so the door is open, and this is great. Um, I like Rachel very much. I'm friends with Rachel. Um, I love Kirsten Storms. It's one of my favorite characters on Daytime. Yeah, She deserved uh, it last year, though, for the stuff with Georgie's yeah. funeral and all that. I mean, she really last year was her year. Yeah. Or, 2007 was her year. She didn't have much to do in 2008, so it's, yeah, it's one of those things once where... Once again, we don't know what they submitted. You yeah. know, Julie's very good. They love her over there. Uh, Emily, you know, Emily's grown. I would say that she shouldn't have been on there when she was on there maybe last year or the year before, but now she deserves to be on there. You know, she's doing some nice stuff um, with Greg over there, but I don't know. I think this one's a toss-up. I'm wondering if Kirsten would submit the comedy, you know, because she's so good at the comedy thing, but then once again, like with the Oscars, comedy usually doesn't win. So this is one that I would love to see. You know, I'm sure Julie has very emotional stuff. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I would, I would want, I want Kirsten Storms to win. But who do you think? You know what? I think Rachel may be tough, just because she had the stuff where she was, she had to save her father's life. Bo was sick in the hospital, and and she was the donor, and she was getting drunk, and they couldn't find her, and 
she had some powerful stuff in good. in that little storyline that that I think might be pretty tough to beat. Yeah, I like Rachel. She's a very good actress. Yeah, I'm friends with Rachel, friends with her as well. I would like uh, to see her, but in my heart, I love Maxie Jones. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. What happened to Kristen Alderson? I don't know. I mean, the other one, I like her brother even better. And that young kid is a star. The one mm-hmm. who plays, is it Eddie? Is that his name? Yeah, he yeah. plays Matthew. Yeah. yeah. He's not on there. I think that kid is a star. Um, you know, I think it's, you just don't know. You know, you don't know. She may have been two points away from being on the ballot. You know, you just don't know. Um, I mean, so she's on every day. I mean, she's this the young star of that show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, grown up there like Kimberly did, you know, uh, McCullough, you know. So you don't know. I don't know why she's not on there. A younger actor. Cornelia, Cornelia Smith, Blake Barris, Darren Brooks, E.J. Bonilla, Brighton McClure. Cornelius is the find of the decade, as far as I'm concerned. He is a great-looking guy. He can actually act, and he not only holds his own against Debbie and Darnell, but often steals scenes from them. Yeah, I like Cornelius very much. In fact, when uh, Beth first got there, I was like, Beth, they should put you with him. (laughs) You guys have a lot of sparks, and I thought they were great together. They should have done that. Um, But I like him. I'd like to see him win. I like Darren also. I had drinks with Darren the other night. I like Darren. Um, I don't think it's EJ. Uh, I don't know about Blake's stuff. Maybe it was the stuff where he's arrested or starting to go crazy. I don't know if that was in it. I'm, I, once again, we don't know what they're doing. I think Brighton uh, is very subtle, and I like that. About That's the kind of acting that I like. Uh, Brighton could win again. Um, but I think Cornelius. I think Cornelius is going to win. But that's, once again, a guess. I think I think Cornelius pops off the screen more than any of these other people. I, you know, he he comes on screen and you're immediately attracted to to want to watch him. Yes. So there you go. So those are the big ones, and we will see. It's on the CW this year, which is exciting that someone wanted us. <laughs> Finally. We'll, yes, we will all be there. So what other questions did you have for me? Uh, you know, I, I, I know you have a personal attachment to this one, so it may not be fair to ask this, but, but why do you think that the Beth Eller story hasn't really taken off at all, my children? Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't... Do you have, do you have any client, sense of what the, long, have, what the long-range plan is for her over there? Well, I'll start with why it's wrong and why it was wrong from the beginning, uh, and that is she's an island. And when they were telling me, I remember I was at, like, traffic court or something, and Beth had just <laughs> said... Because it's, I think it's out there that we thought it was Liza. We were coming on as Liza, and I was nervous about that. Also going, you know what, you're too, you know, Marcy's 10 years older than you. These fans can get a little crazy uh, in regards to she's not, you know, she's not Marcy. Da, 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 da. Uh, but I felt better about that because she was going to come in and drive story, flash a year later as Jamie Lunar's, you know, in everyone's story and working six days a week. Anyway, in regards to Beth, you know, it was exciting because it was, I think, Chuck's really first character, um, and they really wanted to do something that was um, current, that wasn't necessarily soapy, uh, doing somebody who was in the war and was pro-war, et cetera, et cetera. But they gave her an enormous disadvantage, uh, you know, on a major soap 101. Who's her friends? What's her job? You know, put her with people that like her. Therefore, if Debbie likes her, I like her. Exactly. They didn't and do it. 
and she they, wasn't terribly likable in her first few weeks. I no, mean, she and was, she look, uh, Beth will be the first to tell you they gave her stuff, and she's heavy screaming and yelling, and people are like, wait, 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 hold up, who is this chick? <laughs> you know, uh, what are we doing? Exactly. They did an enormous disservice to her. They're fixing it. Um, and it's not terribly fair to assume that all my children fans are Guiding Light fans. They're not, but Beth is a great actress. And, um, you know, I just knew from the beginning when I put Ricky over there that it was going to be a much smoother transition on many ways. Um, I had actually pitched Beth for One Life, uh, and Brian wanted her at All My Children. And, you know, Brian's running the thing. He knows what he's doing. But... Uh, they're fixing it, you know, and I think they know that they kind of dropped the ball and did a disservice to her because she's a great actress and she could have chemistry with anybody, but give her somebody. Exactly. You know, but they're fixing that. So what other things did you want to ask me? Gut feeling, scale of 1 to 10, what are the odds that Guiding Light finds a new home before its final CBS air date? Negative uh, 12. <laughs> really? It's not going to happen. Uh, which is unfortunate. What happens with these things is what they should have done, maybe they did, I don't think they did. When your show is about to go a year from then, a year before it's about to get the axe, you start to put you know, uh, feelers out. You cannot do stuff in a three-, four-month thing. You just can't do that. This is an enormous... You know, it's an enormous thing to take somewhere else with contracts and studio space and you know, all the contracts would be opened and have to be new contracts. And these people used to make 300000 but we want you now for 95000 yeah. Well, no, One Life to Live wants me, and you're losing this one, and you're losing that one, and et cetera, et cetera. It's so mind-boggling that it really does take a year to iron out. You know, I think when Passions was going off that they had really – had preliminary conversations with DirecTV or wherever they were going to go. And I think when Days was on the bubble, they had started nine months, ten months before the actual, mm-hmm. you know, you may be let go. So it's unfortunate, but I, um, I do think Guiding Light is done. And realistically, how many of those actors have a decent chance at finding other work in daytime? Three. The end. Any names you want to drop? Yeah, I mean, Gina has her pick of the uh, litter. They all want Gina. She'll she'll end up, obviously, at One Life to Live. They need her, and I'd put her in immediately. Um, So they're going to give her whatever she wants. But Gina's the number one person. And then I would go after uh, Danny uh, Cosgrove and Marcy. I think Marcy's pregnant. Uh, And then, you know, certainly Jeff Branson. Jeff, yeah. And... um, you know, others will work. It doesn't mean that these other people aren't going to get jobs, but those are the ones that everyone's looking at. Sure. Um, but are, are people like Kim Zimmer and, and Robert Newman and Grant Alexander, are they so closely identified with those characters that they're going to have a tough time, you know, finding other work? I mean, I know they've worked in, in daytime elsewhere before, but it's a different yeah, I landscape think now. It's more about, honestly, unfortunately, I think it's more about age uh, because the other shows have that age. They don't want to write the people they have in that age. Why take on somebody else in that age? Uh, they're more expensive than most. They'll work. I, I can see Kim somewhere, but it will be a six-week stint somewhere, yeah. someone's mother who comes yeah. in or, you know, whatever. I mean, they'll work. Grant, probably. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if Robert's even going to stay in it. I don't know that. I thought I had heard that somewhere, but you don't know. 
you know, if all my children calls and says, listen, we got this great thing, you know, for six months, they'll all jump to go yeah, to do it. Sure. It'd be silly not to. Sure. But I don't, there is not, a lot of people are going to not resurface, which is unfortunate, but you will see Gina, you'll see Danny, you'll see Jeff somewhere. You may even see uh, the young guy, uh, Victor St. Lawrence, what's his name? Good-looking black guy. What's his uh, name? The kid, the kid who plays Marcus. Remy. Uh, 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 what? Remy. Yeah. Remy. Yes. He'll Lawrence be somewhere. Victor. He'll be somewhere. I would grab that young kid that they just brought on in a second, uh, who plays James, I think. Yeah, Zach Conway. Yeah, I'd grab him. So you know, you'll see those people. You know, uh, you, you'll see people, but it's not going to. You know, look. You know, you look at another world, how many people are still out around? You look at passions, yeah, I put Mackenzie over at all my children, and you have Galen and Eric. Where's everybody else? Even go back as far as Santa Barbara, very few of those people got other work after, yeah. in daytime after, you know, after Santa Barbara was canceled. And they had the best actors in the business. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's scary. And there's also so few shows now. There's not like 15 exactly. shows where you kind of exactly. go, oh, well, we'll take them. No, you take them. It's not that. There's no shows, and no one leaves on their own accord anymore because they have a mortgage and kids in college. <laughs> Are they really trying to get rid of Erica Slezak, or was that just a story that got blown way out of proportion? I have absolutely no idea. I think it's a mistake. Um, I, I think it's a mistake, and it's sad. I think that there's certain people they don't have to be in front burner uh, story, but there is a you know there's something to having some kind of history on these shows and not everybody being you know 25 to 35 on the you know you mm -hmm. need some people you know you look at all my children and you know Jill Larson has really lucked out you know all, Jill's never worked more in her life <laughs> because she's in an age range where they can use her as a talk to uh -huh. you understand. And and Suzanne Julia Barr is gone. And yeah, Suzanne you, you Rogers know. over a day. They got rid of everybody, and Suzanne's more prominent because they have an older person for knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. I would not be getting rid of Erica Slezak. Um, I understand the um, cutting down of salaries, and you know, uh, hopefully people have invested their money correctly, et cetera. But you know, these shows need to be cut down in the sense of money. They can't afford to keep them going the way they're going. But there is ways of keeping people without getting rid of them, and I hope that they don't do that to exactly. You know, speaking of getting rid of people, isn't it a true testament to the spectacular talent of Rick Hurst that he was able to win two Emmys on General Hospital uh, without, with, uh, completely in spite of the fact that he never had a clearly defined character to work with? Yeah, I like Rick. Uh, you know, I've had drinks with Rick, and it's wonderful. And, and it, it's exciting because there's the uh, kind of thing. You know, I always say to my clients that, you know, look, just because this show doesn't want you, another show does. You know, and here's a perfect example of like, ah, oh, what are we going to do with Rick here at General? And Bold and Beautiful says, I'll take him. Don Diamond, ah, we don't need him here. Well, I'll take him. You know, wow. Julie and Austin, ah, we don't know. What, oh, I'll take them over at As the World Turns. It happens uh -huh. all the time. And that's the thing. In the moment, you go, God, you know, uh, I've given them so much here. But they're also, you know, story runs out. They, you know, it's time to move. It's time to go. It was the best thing that ever happened for him. And I know who he's playing opposite, which I can't tell you. So it's going to be interesting. And not who you think. So I take it it won't be Brooke. Well, we'll see. <laughs> And so what's in the pipeline for Michael Bruno? I know you've got Beth Ann going to Guiding Light for a short stint. I just was texting Beth Ann before our interview today. Uh, Beth is, she at, is she at peace with the way things kind of transpired over at One Life? 
Beth Ann is really cool. Beth Ann is like a hippie chick, kind of. She, she's very positive. You know, everything happens for a reason. She's really a sweet girl, very talented. Uh, you know, she, look, you can't be mad at Frank for getting rid of her. He gave her her start. She's now on everybody's radar. Exactly. You know, Dotting Light immediately called. They wanted to test her for Michelle before they got the cancellation. So um, Beth Ann's going to land somewhere, and maybe besides Gotting Light. I have stuff going on. So we'll see about that. She just did a Law & Order, which was great. I think she's um, terrific. You know, if she keeps honing her craft, she'll have a 40-year career ahead of her. You can see traces of, of early Eileen Fulton in her, early Robin Strasser. You can, you know, I mean, yeah, she's, she's very much her own woman, but you can see traces of the greats in her. Yeah, she's a firecracker. You know, I was cutting her tape with Kamar, and like I said, I don't watch the shows all the time. She has some great stuff. Those eyes, it's what I saw on Soapstar when, I, when she walked in. I was like, this girl has these eyes to her soul. You know, and she's wonderful. So, uh, but yeah, I have. Uh, I can tell you two things. Martha Byrne, uh, which I said before, is starting taping today. But I will also tell you, which I I will give you just a hint. I have two. I've just closed two deals for two X. I got to be careful how I say this because I always get <laughs> in trouble. Two X ABC people going elsewhere and going soon. And it should hit the press probably. Uh, these things leak in about a minute. But it should hit the mainstream press, so press probably in the next two and a half weeks. And it's Fantastic. Big. One is going back to the, uh, their original show okay. on another network. And the other has not been around for a while. And I think people are going to be really happy that this person's back. She's, uh, oh, I just slipped. She is even a bigger deal. <laughs> She is even a bigger deal going elsewhere, and that was really great and just came out of left field, and I'm really excited about that. Fantastic. And my, my love of my life, Mary Beth Evans, just shot a nip-tuck yesterday. So uh, Mary Beth is doing well, and I really want to put Steven somewhere. And, uh, and are, know, are they at peace with the way things transpired at Days, the horrible way they got rid of them? Um, you know, all I'll say is, I'm able to step back and think like a producer sometimes. And as a producer, I would do something as opposed to my clients and my kids yeah. getting the axe. I will say I was surprised. I think they made a mistake with doing the Stephanie stuff and not having them back. It's ridiculous. They could have easily had them back for a few episodes. Strengthens the story. Has she been kidnapped yet? Or, you know, during this kidnapping or whatever um, of Stephanie on uh, days. They could have easily had them back and didn't. Um, I think them floating around the hospital is a, a cop-out. Um, and uh, I was surprised, though, very, very surprised, that I wasn't able to put Mary Beth right back on As the World Turns. And I almost did. And, it, it, and I'm friends with Chris, and it made sense on many levels, and it just didn't happen. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen again. Yeah. But I was surprised about that. That was also a sign of, oh, boy, things are going to get worse, because that's an easy kind of... You know, as the world turns, we'll look like the hero. I'm not even talking about, you know, a story. I'm talking she comes on for five days or something. And I was surprised that I wasn't able to pull that off. I do think, though, they were in the midst of closing Katie's deal, which no one know, no, I didn't know about at the time. I think that's what happened. So Katie okay. went, and that's what happened there. Gotcha. So well, I'll tell you what, I really appreciate you coming by. My, my friend at, at Stardust Radio, Joanne, wanted me to tell you hi. 
Okay. Tell her and, I said hello. <laughs> will do. And I really appreciate you coming by to dish with me, and you are welcome here anytime to discuss anything. Great. Thank you. Now we'll see how much trouble I get in as everything was on the blogs that Michael Burnout said this about this person. And then, you know, I'm constantly in trouble, but I really do appreciate the invite. Um, and I had a great time. I, 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 I did too. And I, like I said, you're welcome here anytime. Please come back. Great. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. The fantastic Michael Bruno, everybody. So that's it for Brandon's Buzz for this episode. I've got another episode coming up in 13 minutes with the legendary Olita Adams. So I'm going to hang up and close this out and finish preparing for Alita Adams and come back at 12.30 Central, it's 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific with the magnificent Alita Adams right here on Brandon's Buzz.